Hello, Gaming Intelligentsia. Before we start today's podcast, here is a message from our sponsor. The IGMNX podcast is made possible with the support from our sponsors at Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. The Pragmatic Solutions player account management platform is an incredibly powerful technology stack for today's gaming business. Their modern modular platform provides all the core services to power your business and their SaaS licensing model allows you to reduce cost and accelerate your strategic goals. Enterprise technology with decades of operational know-how at scale built in. Upgrade your business to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo. And now, here is today's podcast. Welcome to another iGaming Next podcast. My name is Jesper Kjærbrink, and I have the great pleasure today of having my industry friend, Sergey Portnov, with us. Welcome, Sergey. Thank you very much. Pleasure joining your podcast. Yeah, I think we, we will have a, an amazing 35 to 40 minutes ahead of us. Uh, you are one of my uh, favorites in, in this industry. We met a couple of times in different panels. Uh, we even debated some questions. Uh, I was also invited to one of your uh, strategy days two years ago in, in Kiev. I got an amazing time there with, with, with your employees and, and your teams. And I mean, you also, you have something that I admire, and that is the, a very laid back, but still extremely professional attitude. And you have a kick-ass dress code. Always, always the same uh, consistent style of, of uh, high fashion. I like it, that's good. But couldn't we start with who is Sergey? Thanks for a short, but uh, sh sh shiny intro. Um, so I, I've been with the business pretty much for 10 years, uh, but uh, even though I'm almost 33, I, I can say that uh, gambling DNA has always been uh, with me. Uh, I think from childhood, since I was 12, I was already betting underage. So <laughs> I, 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 I got to know this industry or the products very early. Uh, and that thing prospered to the point where uh, I've become now kind of a uh, organizer of, of, of such activity uh, but I guess the, the key focus here is pretty much because the company is uh, getting all the shine now uh, with its betting and growth uh, so 10 years in the business and I believe six or five years as CEO uh, great ride I've I've managed to basically oversee the entire a revolution of of of, uh, of the business, uh, which at the outset was retail based, and now it's not even online based. I would say mobile based uh, business, mobile driven. Um, mm -hmm. Tough road, tough journey. Sorry, we come back to that. We come. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We yeah, come back to that yeah, now sure. because you have a strong, strong. You're you're instrumental in 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 the reshape and and the journey of of today's Parimarch. I would, would like to talk about that, but also I want to pinch a bit more about about who you are. And I know that you, 
from the beginning you wanted to be a professional fighter and and you even spent time in in thailand and in 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 a fighting school and and i know since i know so much athletes how 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 much that form you as a person so i want you to touch a, a bit on that as well uh a very interesting part of my life is a mixed martial arts for sure uh, definitely one of the fundamentals of the character is a uh, I wanted to call it a fighting spirit. I'm not sure uh, I reached the level when I can be called, uh, you know, mixed martial arts fighter because uh, after all, you have to take, you know, 30, 50 fights professionally. I have only a few, but uh, it's true that a um, significant part of my life I spent uh, training Muay Thai, uh, training in different places, UK, uh, Ukraine. Uh, have a lot, have a lot of uh, amateur fights and a uh, few professional. When I say professional, meaning you know, less protection on your shins and stuff. Uh, so definitely, I touched uh, the sport career uh, slightly by participating directly in a, in an actual uh, fight. Uh, so that defined me in in, in many ways uh, because as any athlete would know. Uh, the will, the durability, mental, first of all, mental uh, is, is being uh, forged uh, when, when, you, when you train, when, uh, when you um, challenge yourself, when you fight uh, yourself or opponents, you, the bravery is being built. So those things uh, have been fully exploited in my career pretty much, but not with fists, but I guess with the brain. Uh, especially when you run revolutions in the company, you have to take bold decisions and, and, and stand against different people. And I would say I could, I could, I always relied on my kind of Muay Thai mentality, like fight till the end, uh, stay sharp. Uh, so yeah, big, big part. Yeah, but of this my counts. Life I, 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 yeah, and I know that because we see a lot of really, really. It, it's not, a, it's not a must, but you, you at the same time you see a lot of very successful uh, uh, CEOs and leaders has a professional or a semi-professional or youth uh, uh, professional background in, in different sports. So I'm not saying you, you you need to have it, but but I'm saying that that it forms you. And, and we will come back to your leadership uh, as well, because I, I, I noticed that how you lead when, when, when I was in Kiev. But uh, the MMA background, it also seems that, it, that this has affected the company as well, because you have two other the biggest badasses in on, on the earth as as your uh, brand ambassadors, Conor McGregor and even Mike Tyson. So, uh, could you could you comment on how 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 have you managed to to integrate those the kind of your back the interest you had and and into the the the, the company culture? Um. In many companies, uh, marketing deals are formed artificially. I mean, based on calculation, on uh, mm -hmm. on uh, appeal, and so forth. In this case, uh, the case with Connor and Tyson, the deals have come to reality because it was organic extension of uh, what I believe fighting is, uh, mixer martial arts, boxing. Mm -hmm. So it's, I would say, my own wishful. Uh, target or wishful objective to to get those guys get to know them closer. So the deal deals were made not as a, you know just a marketing marketing tool. It was a kind of personal, uh, mm -hmm. and I believe we managed to get those deal good deals with them because it was personal. Because mm -hmm. I invested personally into it. Um, 
I fully understood the value of those brands, by the way, Connor and Tyson, you understand what they represent. If Tyson represents history, you know, uh, from 90s, like, or 80s, there are many people who, who maybe f formed their character on, on Tyson's fights. You know, the, the, he's a big authority. He's a, not just a brand. He's a respectful uh, athlete, uh, and especially in a, in a field where we operate. And Connor, like star, already established, but still rising, appealing to youngsters. We understood how it could complement uh, mm -hmm. the brand. Uh, but more importantly, I understood uh, that those guys are just not easily approached and, you know, can be bought from the shelf. Uh, they take it seriously when they analyze with whom to partner it. Mm -hmm. So because uh, I would say personal investment into it, we managed to get those deals done and have very healthy relationship with them beyond business now, I would say yeah. kind of. I, mean, I can't say full friendship, but it's very, very, very good relationship. Um, that's cool. That that gives you something back as well. But because I see how you used and there's there's always or has been for quite some time a debate in 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 the iGaming industry and, and perhaps in many other industries as well. Whether whether ambassador is a good thing or a bad thing, it's risky. What happens if they do is scandal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but it seems that you have followed the path of when you do it, you do it full out. When we were in Kiev, I saw. I mean, I saw posters of, of, of McGregor basically covering houses with your logo, et cetera, et cetera. So you, is that, is that a, the recipes for succeeding when, when you have an ambassador? If you do an ambassador, you can't take the mainstream. You have to take someone that stands out and you have to go all in. Is, is that correct? Or Absolutely correct. Uh, it's not uh, only limited to brand ambassadors. I would say it's, uh, it's already... A a, li a lifestyle habit once you take something you have to raise the bar and make it i would say like a uh, what's called perfectionist to, to do yeah. it best so when, when it comes to brand ambassadors of course once they're on board with us we uh, we, we basically fulfill uh, our, our marketing dreams with putting them inside of that marketing campaign and we do to the maximum and the costs of this always get uh, become secondary factor. I mean, costs are calculated, but after all, it has to be diamond product, you know, diamond, yeah. diamond uh, product that we produce. Uh, whatever we do, I would say it's the same. Brand Buster tech or uh, any shop we open, everything we do, we try to aim for something that has not been done yet. Uh, so. Yeah. Full commitment to this thing. I, 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 and, and that shows, that really shows in your product as well. And we will come back to the product. But I would like to start with a bit about your history because you, you, Party March is founded in 1994 and as a betting shop, as a sports book with, with betting shops. And I, if I remember correctly, I think the first online betting came 2000. So, so you were really early out on, on online betting as well among the pioneers and especially in the CIS region. How, how important are the shops today? Would you have, if someone came and asked that they would buy them tomorrow, would you sell them or would you keep them? Uh, today we hardly have them. Um, look, retail, you see? Okay. <laughs> retail is not obsolete fully, but uh, it's definitely something that's going to get eradicated and just naturally. Maybe 10, 15 years is going to be really tough unless they present a product which is just beyond, you know, just just like, you know, on, online streaming of movies and cinema. Cinema adds something else, something else to the to the film. The experience, maybe the popcorns, 
this kind of full isolation or full yeah, your yeah and, and being around people into, into, being being social yeah, being around people yeah. being people it's a trend today i don't think people uh, I, I think people are already prepared to stay at home on their own and, and, and consume the content so if that thing stays social factor becomes even 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 less significant and then uh, investing in retail for socialization reason we just there is no there is no monetization in that i don't know i i don't believe in the betting of retail at all mm -hmm. i don't believe it i think the single past sport has become really really fast betting has been fast and retail slows it all down because if you want speedy game it's not retail retail is a, it's a game of i would say passive passive energies there's no dynamic now what you can do on your phone how you play it's a, it's a different pace it's a different pace good and you, you you started saying that you are i mean you you went from from retail and then into online but you basically call yourself mobile today how much of your revenue is mobile 70 70 yeah and and, and it's growing yeah. I, I assume yeah and do you think the product growing, yeah. if we talk about slots and and table games and uh, not so much the, the sports book but if we talk the casino products do you think they are optimized for for mobile and, and mobile pro portrait gaming or are there still things to be done i believe 50 percent of its potential has been uh, released only 50 percent. so no way no way it's maybe even less no way uh, of course they're optimized but uh, after all they have stemmed from uh, desktop and uh, exactly. I would say the product uh, the product what's called Li lifetime not lifetime wait lifespan uh, the product was built for desktop and because there was a massive trend in the digital it got kind of extended artificially extended to appeal into a new channel but it was not built for that channel because no. when it's when you, it's built and aimed with full focus on mobile it becomes different product but only uh, because it's a game of nuances game of little little details you know when you put them together it creates a new experience so i think yeah, game overall our, our gambling sphere is really far from uh, uh, you know uh, uh, for, for, for meeting the needs of a real mobile user mobile user of the future i think we're behind I agree. I totally agree with you. And I, I there are some examples coming though. I, I, I know that that the the studio for the, for the gamers has done a very nice, uh, fully utilized portrait uh, slot, spinning basically the other side, or instead of upside down, is spinning spinning from from right to left. Uh, I know that uh, one touch is doing some one-handed or really mobile uh, table games, etc. So I think we will see this come, and, and then then the seventy percent will probably go up to. 80 85 percent we will always have uh gaming played on 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 desktop because sometimes it's better to do it and, and some regions etc et yeah or yeah good and and then if we look at uh party match today you are you're dominating ukraine of course that's your that's your home market and and ukraine is re-regulating could you give us some some thoughts about about that re-regulation that is happening Ukraine is an important market for us, for sure, but uh, I can't say it's now dominant market. We have already uh, crossed, crossed that border when we feel it's diversified and uh, many markets are simultaneously being played. Uh, or, or we, basically, the chunk of Ukraine has been massively uh, cut for, by, by other uh, growing markets, but yes, still remains 
not only B2C market for us, but after all, it's our center, our basically hometown where R&D uh, exists and, uh, and builds the product. So we have to take extra care of Ukraine simply because uh, the factory is here. So yes, it has been regulated. As of now, I can say it's, uh, you can get a license uh, as it usually happens, not uh, it, it basically turned out not the way everyone expected because um, the premise on which uh, regulation was built uh, initially was very rational, very pragmatic, like how to regulate, make it efficient. So the taxes are paid, everyone is happy, government, operators, how to protect players. It was, I mean, a, a lot of good ideas and everything was put in place to create really solid, solid uh, jurisdiction. With governments, you know, things go uh, not according to plan. Uh, and, and today what happened is, uh, yes, it's regulated, but taxes ended up conflicting each other. And today we have this kind of uh, a collision of taxes where you have to pay absurd amount upfront uh, to get a license and then ridiculous taxation uh, on the top of that. I'll just give you an idea. So if you want to get a license on a sports betting and online casino, online casino you have to put four million euro up front for one year mm. even if you have zero GGR fine still for four million then 18 percent GGR tax 19.5 winning players winning tax and 18 percent corporate tax I can tell you even if you're a market leader I have a, and I have a market share of 60 percent if you put that all into your PNL and pay it according you know uh, to the taxation it becomes negative business, impossible to make money. Uh, so that's what Ukraine uh, has to propose today. Uh, that's what it's offering, which is, uh, it, it's horrible. I guess for companies who are flexible and can operate under any circumstances, maneuver, it's fine. But for businesses who wants to capitalize and, and uh, have really transparent conditions, unfortunately, we're far away from it. Even though government uh, gives uh, commitments that will, will change, it will change it. You never know. Uh, commitments of any government is not a commitment. It's just uh, just talk. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I totally understand it. And, and how are you responding to this? What, 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 what are your strategies when it comes to, to your home market key when, when you have a situation like this? Uh, look, we have to be super adaptive in this case we cannot commit on 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 uh, legislation fully because look imagine you put yourself in, in a fully regulated place knowing that offshore still exists because there's a chance no one will start blocking offshore and uh, you'll be the only operator uh, being legal paying all the taxes and offshore is unblocked existing without any limitations on kyc players age there's a chance so we have i would say uh, the way to uh, move towards uh, uh, legal Ukraine is, is a gradual. It has to be step by step. Uh, the worst thing is to put all baskets into one place because I don't feel today regret Ukraine is a safe place to be for anyone. And like it's, uh, it's uh, not to say unsustainable, just it could be a, a, doom, a doomed framework, doomed framework uh, to exist. Uh, from what we hear, Offshore guys are not are not rushing to get a license. They feel comfortable surviving in offshore. So it's hard. It's hard because once you when you sit here and you have to uh, kind of protect the business, regulate it at the same time. 
We understand you have, you have to take into account many factors. Um, it's not easy, not easy. No, and th 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 this is also why you are so lucky in your expansions. I mean, you are you are in most other CIS countries. I see that you you entered into India. You have a sponsorship there with with one of the the, the top football clubs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is this the way out of this? Is this you, you need to expand your your graphically uh, footprint? Uh, thank God we started doing it a year ago. So now we feel. It's a matter of time but, uh, when when we catch up on different uh, markets, maybe not with a significant market market share, but even small market share in uh, twenty markets simultaneously, basically um, prevents us from any uh, big cuts. So even even losing Ukraine, which is almost impossible, but even if that happens today, I actually don't really care. Like even if it yeah. happens happens uh, because you, you're not making any money there you're not you're not making any money uh, it's, it, it's like if it's if it happens it's not something that you know kills or defines the business today it could be a three months setback mm -hmm. but then uh, there is a uh, to be honest once once you're in crisis you start building other opportunities really fast so maybe if that happens i will only appreciate it because uh, the worst thing is to get stuck in one market and just trying to make everything perfect and waste other opportunities i think we are already uh we already passed that stage and uh i feel we are really diversified so worst case scenario for us if something goes crazy and say okay we leave it take it who cares work work on your own <laughs> this is a typical saturday stand i like that <laughs> if you don't fit just walk away that's good uh and 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 i i, I imagine you had a lot of talks with the government and and the ministers about this this of course but yeah and and are they listening or is this just a, as you said you can't get clear decisions from them they are listening uh, when, when you sit in the meeting everyone has their ears open wide mm -hmm. but once you leave the table i believe they get uh, immersed into different conversations uh, and different uh, scenarios what, what to do uh their mind gets foggy and they start eventually delivering something something random they cannot just you know sign off and commit something crazy happens afterwards maybe it's maybe it's not because of fault of uh, a fault of people with whom you talk it's just because those people with whom you talk they represent the system but they not act as a system uh, after all system consists of hundreds of elements and uh those yeah. elements don't don't play in in sync. It's just uh, they can't play synchronized uh, melody. It it becomes a ra random game, and uh, that's that's when uh, problems uh, arise. Because the president, after all, he wants legislation, he wants transparent market, and he commits it, but he cannot deliver because the system under him does not follow his orders fully. They, uh, the system for is in autopilot mode. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that it, it sounds like a, 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 a not very uncommon definition of, of governmental work, and and I also think someone told me that one of the reasons why we have this, I mean, it feels like every regulation there's a the government being opposed to gaming, and and I, I had a discussion with someone and we talked about a lot about this, and 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 that person said, well, you know what, there are no political political points to win on protecting gambling. The, the, I mean, you, you're not taking any points by by protecting the, the gambling companies, and I think that's that's also one of the reasons why we see this. There are no political gain in helping. If you help a car manufacturer, or, or if you, you help 
another industry, you have some political gains there, but but helping the I don't think that helping the the gambling industry is 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 gaining any politicians anything. And and that's also why we, we get these loose answers. You're absolutely right. Uh, I think it's one of the most toxic topics in a government conversation yeah. in, uh, across all in one of the most toxic who with whichever party uh, political party brings it up, I think it takes uh, massive damage, uh, yeah. po political yeah. damage. And they lose political dividends really quick. And I think that's what happened here. Sure. Good, but so, so I understand that that you, you're lucky. That was not really the reason why you started to expand. You have a good product. You 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 know this region. You've been in Russia for quite some time, and and then you expanded. And what's your expansion plans after this? Everyone is talking the U.S. U.S. is the the new black. U.S. is the hot topic. Either you want to expand there, or or is someone is pitching to buy your companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it seems that you are more looking east, India, Asia. Uh, but are there any uh, uh, thoughts about going a bit west, like Central Europe and Europe and, and then the US, or is that kind of out of your regions? Uh, look, because we, uh, we are a boutique brand, kind of have its own way of doing things, really niche style. Um, whenever mass market starts talking US, we have to go the opposite way. So. Uh, it's a game for, for giants, US, and uh, giants who already put on the table tens of billions and uh, planning for next five, 10 years. Uh, it's a game of public companies with big boards, unlimited finances. Uh, we're not like that. We're, we're private. We're private. We are much more realistic. We can't plan for five years. We plan maybe two years and, and adapt, trying to keep flexible. US is really, I would say, it's a for us, it's a blacklist market. Like uh, we would never, uh, I can't say never, but I don't see how we can how we can go there. Um, literally, it, it, it has to be a miracle if, if we end up there. Yes, we're going east, and we're very, very optimistic that everyone is going west because it means uh, the focus of the, of those western of, of many companies will be U.S. and they will be more neglectful towards uh, rising markets or or complicated. Uh, uh, emerging markets, it's good. Their focus will be elsewhere, and we will focus on, on those places. So yes, Asia it is. I would say non-Chinese Asia, non-Chinese Asia. There are a lot of countries to explore. Uh, some of them will eventually regulate. Some of them are undefined regulation. I don't know. So there are lots of places to be. I'll be honest. Yeah. So when you when you play with a with a globe, you know, when you just turn it around, you just so many places to go, and, uh, and our culture is, is fit for those markets. I, I, once again, this is this is one of the most sober analyses I got in 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 a forty-five second speech when it comes to the U.S. And and this is this is back to you, Sergey. This is part of your leadership style, and and this is one of the things that I admire, and this is one of the things I saw when I visited you in Kiev. You you have a a, a very natural. You're a natural leader. And uh, you are appreciated among the, the staff, and, and I also noticed that you got or noticed I was there when you got the SBC uh, Leadership Award 2018. So, could you talk a bit about that? You as a leader, where, where does it come from? Is this something you train? Is this something you 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 catch caught up by by mentors, or is this coming natural for you? Uh, look, uh, always you know. A slippery, slippery road to talk about yourself, not just not, not to get too, <laughs> yes, much, too, yes. much, too much, too much, too uh, much ego in, in inflation. Uh, 
Uh, I think a lot of uh, talents are literally given, uh, like, you know, by, okay, call it by God. Uh, some things I, ju I just do, and I don't know what people appreciate them. I just continue doing them. I can't say I do something extraordinary or I learn from someone and trying to replicate. Just act uh, in school, same way, act in a training, same way, act in a, in a working environment, same way. If this gets people inspired, then just continue doing it. Nothing extraordinary is done. I would say it's all basics. Maybe if I had to put some key uh, key pillars of, of, of this leadership, which people um, see, I guess, uh, uh, common sense, very good common sense, just no illusions, very pragmatic way of looking at things and, and speaking frankly about them. This is such a basic thing. I don't understand why some people don't do it, because uh, if you if you just talk as it is uh, and you're sincere, if people if it connects with people, it connects. It doesn't if it disconnects then this person's not for you. So uh, speaking frankly uh, and simply about things which are complicated and to try to simplify everything. Uh, because I think everything is is truly truly simple, uh, but people draw very hard, uh, uh, you know, figures, tables, uh, uh, and drawings uh, uh, around things which can be just put uh, A to B. Uh, okay. So simplicity is the way. Yeah. Humility is the way. Uh, never, never take credit for like. Forget about success. Okay, even if you give an award, thank you very much. Don't think about it even a second because uh, uh, people will never be able to withstand uh, someone else's shine. It will always, always cause jealousy in 90% of people. So better not to let them uh, fall into that trap of jealousy and just never take pride. Just take it as like, okay, they, I don't know why they picked me. I don't know. Uh, just ignore it. Ignore it. Continue rolling. Fantastic. And and for all you viewers of, of this podcast that has a, an, an inspiring ambition of being a, a leader or even becoming the CEO of a, of, of a company uh, one of these days, save this recording, this part, uh, rewind it and play it again, rewind it and play it again. Because what Sergey said here is probably one of the most true ways of, of true leadership. Being yourself and and not taking other people's credit, being very straightforward, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So please, uh, if you if you really aspire for, for leadership, play these couple of minutes again. It thank you, sir. It's it, it really no, it really summarizes good leadership. It does, it does, it does. And and then I think we should also add, from my perspective, we all know that we need some luck sometimes as well, and we, we need to do the the right things in in the right timing, and, and that's also coming down to. To, to pure luck, basically. Uh, but you are. By the you are... way, you know, uh, fully agree on luck, but I can tell you, luck is also uh, a, a logical sequence of uh, of right actions. If you have uh, yes. continued doing yes. a, a, a right stuff, but of course, everyone everyone might ask, what do you mean, right action? I mean, the action which does not go against your consciousness, like something to, to, to keep truthful to yourself and not to do some some stuff which is already uh how to how to call it something will not d d damage your internal consciousness like your soul you know if you if you act uh, right and you feel when you look in the mirror and you know you're truthful to yourself mm -hmm. this will be rewarded for sure and opportunities will present themselves because short gains using kind of dodgy means 
uh, I don't believe in this. I think uh, eventually you will you will lose it. You will lose it. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So right actions is really important. Uh, right, right in terms of morale. You know, uh, has to be morally right. No, but you're you're right. There is a foundation for luck, and and also hard work is part of luck. There's a there's a famous Swede and there's a famous skier. Uh, he, he was one of the best ski downhill skiers in in the late eight late 70s actually early 80s uh, Ingmar Stenmark and he one of his interviews he was he was up from the north and and, and, and a lot of from the northern you're not you're not speaking that much he had this this interview and the interviewer said Ingmar you seem to have a, you had a lot of luck today and then this guy was totally quiet and then he said yeah it's strange the more I train the more luck I get uh, I really like that comment because it's so true. It's very wise, very wise. It's very, very wise. wise. It is because you have to, you, as you say, you have to create the 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 environment for luck to to thrive. If you if you don't do that, you can't be lucky. Then then it's 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 actually as you say. No, cool. I I, I like this. Re really really good. Uh, we need to speak some esports because you and together with I I I normally say that you together with Pinnacle. Was one of those really taking esports during the the, the COVID uh, lockdown? Someone even told me I didn't see this. It, this I might be wrong. You have to correct me. But you even arranged uh, football games or, or soccer games, uh, esports instead of you know, had Liverpool playing Chelsea, etc., etc., over FIFA instead of the the, the real tournaments. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. But I know that you 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 really built the product around esports. It's true. We are. Um... I would say solidifying our position is in esport, and uh, again, it wouldn't be possible if uh, there there weren't uh, any enthusiasts in the company. Because if it's done artificially, because I know at many board meetings at different companies saying, "Look, esport is a promising thing. Let's go towards it." But if it's kind of just you know, the, the, the researchers found out that esports is a promising thing, and they just put money into it. They will get they'll get some uh, uh, some results for sure. But to get and be the best, it has to be part of your DNA. And today, uh, I would say we are lucky enough to have people uh, who have real uh, voice voice in a company. Who, whenever they speak, people listen to them like authority. And those people are obsessed with esports. So when those guys start pushing this thing it becomes uh, a dna uh, so today esport is a uh, definitely dna of pretty much because there are certain people uh, within a company who happen to be also partners of the company so they have a stake they are pushing this thing and even if you say don't do it they will like no it's my i have to put just like me pushing corner ufc mma style uh, no one can uh, can 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 stop me. I'm just you know like a crazy tank. Just... <laughs> Same goes for esport. We have a, a great team, and they it's it naturally they naturally uh, push the push the product to new heights just because it's a combination of business and massive love for the for the, for this for this kind of sport. Uh, that's why uh, we are there among the top, maybe top three, maybe top five. Of esport uh, operators, uh, heavy investments in marketing, uh, heavy heavy focus on uh, on the lines, like to, to be sharp in lines. Yeah, it for us is important, and uh, we believe in this sphere. Sergey, you don't know this, but this is absolutely fascinating because I had a discussion. I had a, 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 did a podcast with with Paris Smith, and and you haven't probably not seen it yet, and 
it's amazing because she's saying exactly the same thing when when she was talking about how they launched their their esport. It's the passion. It was a team of her employees that that saw this earlier than anyone else. She invested in them as you have done in trust and 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 and, and effort and and money in that. And and it comes from that. And you are so right. A product without passion will never fly. I mean, you you can have products yeah. with a lot of passion that doesn't fly because it's it's something faulty with the product. But if you have the perfect product, it, it's not enough. And and we we all know that the the, the grandmaster of this or the, the 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 biggest evidence for this is is Steve Jobs. He had so much passion that he drove people crazy. But he also produced amazing products that no one really believed in or or thought about before he did it. So you are absolutely right. And I think that's one of the things that characterizes your, your company and your leadership is that passion into, into what you're doing. And cool. And, and then I also see on, on that note, you're also part of the, of the eSport uh, Integrity Commission. Uh, to be honest, I, I wouldn't even know. You good, to know. Good, to, good to know, Jesper, good to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know my research, but I think that's important because one of the one of the challenges for eSport is the risk of, of betting on yourself and, and, and playing at the same time, etc., uh, etc. Et so I, I think that that's, it's, it's, it's really, really good if the top operators that, that are top five or top ten are part of this. I, I, I am not, and I, I know very little about them, but I know that they exist, and I also know that they come from a, a discussion about the, the integrity of eSport. We don't hear, really have that in football. We had it in, in tennis. Everyone knows that for, for, for some time where, where people, they, you, they could basically lose because they, they didn't want to play. They had a bit of a bad ankle or whatever. And, and there's a risk of that for eSport as well. And, and that it's good that operators are stepping in early to, 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 to really take care of this. Cool. Good. Then I only have one topic left, and and that is what's the next. And this is a difficult one, so so feel free to to react it or or fly out wherever you want to. But I would like to know the next big big thing in in iGaming. I mean, we have had sportsbook, we have esports, we have live, we have mobile, etc., etc., etc. What 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 could be the next big thing in in? Will that be arcade games? Will that be more entertainment? Will it be uh, virtual reality betting, et cetera, et cetera? What's the next big thing? Uh, I'll give you a few, uh, yeah. few predictions uh, wh where I see changes. Uh, so first of all, I think uh, live casino products uh, will start becoming, uh, they are already mainstream, but I think they'll start slowly eating up a serious chunk of, of revenues and uh, there will be more and more investments into uh, live casino businesses, making products more mobile, more interactive, uh, you know, because uh, there is dom domination of a few companies. We all know them uh, who, who rule the market. Whereas you look at slot business and it's basically it has many providers and mm. it's competitive battlefield. Live casino is still, uh, it's like a game of cola and Pepsi. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so I believe live, live, live casino will change. Yeah. Uh, and it, it has it has future. I believe that all those who were focusing heavily on gaming products will start focusing uh, more on, on fintech and payments because uh, if you want to uh, operate, there will be abundance of products on the market, mm -hmm. but payments will always be something not easily accessible. So you will have to invest into your own uh, payment solution. So that's my prediction. People will start 
putting serious serious gaming companies start putting serious money into fintech to protect their cash flows uh what else what else i also believe that uh, gaming companies will raise the bar in, in a way they do crm and retention because uh the, the level we are all at i would say it's uh, amazon 2012. i mean what what big companies have learned to do i mean not not non-gaming it's already dif different class of of uh, customer relationship management uh, with you know bi uh, and uh, and artificial intelligence all, all that stuff working not just as a hype word but actually working performing for them so i think gaming has still way to, to catch up for many maybe some guys already figured it out maybe public companies figured it out but from, from when i held conversations with different uh, company owners i see that their crm is is weak it's kind of manual they do it but it's old school style there has to be a change so people will know how to deal with players there will be innovation i think in crm uh sport in terms of sport Look at streaming of sport. If we're talking about mobile 70%, if you look at this uh, sport today, I mean, uh, this picture, uh, when you watch any game for mobile is not great. So there has to be something done with streaming to make it more mobile. Uh, maybe there'll be a way to to pick a camera, how you want how you want to see a game or something, uh, because it's just the, the content which is produced for e e uh, Eurosport channel or, or for Sky Sport is just, uh, it's built for big screen for mobile you need slightly different mm -hmm. products so there has to be some change in streaming uh the question that's right. yeah, sorry 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 i have to i because i agree with you but the question there do you, do you think we will see integrated bet slips in the stream like like uh, today I, I i watch the stream and then i use my my power match app and play we, will we see an integration between these two because we spoke about that me and pierre in, the, in an earlier pod where, where we saw that as a trend were we right or wrong, or is this too early? Uh, look, sport content will definitely will get closer to odds, no matter where it is. Even if it's an, on a national TV, if it's sport content, odds will try to be next to it. Mm. But I see only the only one uh, hindrance for this is basically legislation, because it's not easy to place odds next to you know mainstream content today it's every time it's, it's it gets complicated that's the only reason now in uk they're trying to block uh, branding advertising yeah so if they block branding advertising how can you place odds it could be yeah, tricky I, I, I agree with you i agree with you but the other way around will will party much perhaps acquire an ufc game exclusively and you have the odds because then you only send it to your audience that you have kyc then you have the age verification etc etc and then you you put the odds in there live odds changing why while the fight is ongoing this is inter this is very interesting uh if industry gets a bit more bigger i think it will be in a position to start acquiring rights even for sports media to, so that they could control how sports is complemented by betting and i think there are already cases like that i'm not sure if i can disclose but i know cases where big companies already purchasing rights for sports to get access to the market and kind of put their uh, product next to the to, to that to that content so there is a trend of investing into sports and maybe at some point betting especially might take a serious control on what's happening in sport and how uh, sport product looks like for mainstream because now without betting this sport is basically again there will be no money i think the sport today exists not on some people who eat popcorn and watch it but on betters betters 
drive massive massively as a sport forward mm -hmm. uh, so there will be some acquisitions mm. yeah uh, for sure brilliant Sergey. this has been a pleasure as always speaking to you i, I really appreciate your, your your thoughts on 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 uh, all these topics i, I appreciate your candidness and your openness and i love your sweater and uh, hope to see you soon in in real life as well so yes thank you very much uh, uh, equally pleasure you know the the train of thought or the flow of thoughts uh, depends uh, with whom you speak because sometimes i get asked questions and uh, and i cannot answer simply because i don't feel that the answers will connect rightly just it will not land it will not land it will going to be out you know so uh, it, it depends on on the, on, on the person who is asking uh, and then i would say the real answers start flowing because it's it's pleasure you have to be kind of inspired to convey the idea and uh, there are not many people with whom you can talk freely uh, so but you are w one of them with whom it's uh, always pleasure to talk uh, because of the right energy also kind of jo joyful joyful lifestyle you know after all you kind of shine and uh, uh, present a happy person uh, it's just very important so thank you for inviting and kind of uh, inspiring to talk to you uh, in an open manner thanks appreciate those really warm words thanks a lot Sergey. and have a have a nice day and and see you soon See you soon. Thank you yes, very much. Bye-bye. This fruitful discussion has been brought to you by our sponsors, Pragmatic Solutions, leaders in intelligent platform technology. Is your business struggling to keep up with the development demands on your current gaming platform? Well, then it's time to upgrade to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Multi-tenant, multi-currency, multi-regional, API-based, rule engine automated, regulation-ready, it's all here out of the box. Smart businesses leverage Pragmatic SaaS model and license powerful modern technology for a fraction of the cost of in-house development. Upgrade your business to the Pragmatic Solutions PAM platform. Visit www.pragmatic.solutions to arrange a platform demo. Stay safe and take care.